Hi all, Andy Clark here. Life as a newcomer in the Netherlands never ceases to amaze. Just when you think stuff won't get any wackier, then things get turned up a notch or two. This time in the podcast, a collection of random stories I've gathered over the past few months. Unlinked and yet strangely interconnected by the wonderful world which is our collective Dutch experience. As eager outsiders, we do our best to please. And happy puppies that we are, we keep on coming back for more. Weird and weirder in the podcast this time. When Brit Luke came to Amsterdam, he was keen to practice his biking skills. I mean, what could go wrong? The Netherlands and cycling go together. Well, like the Netherlands and cycling. Um, so yeah, uh, obviously, when I first came, I was a lot, I was a lot younger and a lot more reckless. So cycling around was, uh, I was, I was very haphazard in the beginning. Uh, like I didn't mind riding people on the back of my bike, uh, just going around. Um, then I had, I had, I think in the space of one week, I had, uh, I had two quite near misses. So uh, one of them, I got, uh, I got clipped by a van. Um, and then the second time, uh, the, I was going down a road, and uh, there was a van in the middle of the road, uh, so every, it was stopped. And then everyone was trying to make way down the side, uh, and I had the right of way, but someone came out the other end, and I basically went up onto the curb, smashed into it, and I came off my bike and I headbutted an old man in the face. That was uh, that was really bad. Um, yes, he said, headbutted an old man in the face. Yeah. After that, I was a lot more cautious and careful on my bike. And, and what happened when you headbutted the old man in the face? Yeah, he uh, he also swore quite profusely at me, um, and and I just uh, yeah I tried to remonstrate with him and just say it wasn't my fault. Was he badly hurt? Were you hurt? Uh, no, I was I was perfectly okay. I rode off like after five minutes after checking he was okay, um, and he he was he was okay. I think it was just the shock of it. Uh, it's not every day you're stood at a bus stop and a, and an Englishman flies up and hits you in the face. Luke there from the UK. Unsurprisingly, there are more cycling escapades in this weird and weirder edition. But just to live up to the title and just to random things out some more first, here's a story about breastfeeding at a funeral. G- giving um, uh, how do you say milk when you yeah, um, breastfeeding? Breastfeeding, like yeah. uh, uh, giving breastfeeding for for me. I don't know if it's a Latin American thing, but for me, it's very natural to give uh, breastfeeding. And here they. Uh, uh, ask you to do that and they they find it very important and interesting that uh, when and you give uh, breastfeeding but not in public this is anna from peru and that was something i realized uh, when i went to a funeral <laughs> i went to a funeral but I, I brought my daughter she was like five months old and she was crying, and it was a funeral, and I was sitting there, and uh, I did it very carefully. I just, uh, nobody would see it. But then, but one of the people of the funeral, one of the family members of that person, came so upset to me, and he said, go to the toilet, go to the toilet. Oh, my God, I was so shocked, so shocked. And then, uh, no, yeah, I think it was something that this family in, in particular have uh, because, have because uh, I don't think all Dutch people will react like that. For me, it wasn't a problem to give uh, breastfeeding to my daughter, but I found that very shocking. But uh, it's not a nice story. Well, it never happened again. The <laughs> but then uh, now I see that people are more in, uh, encouraging people to give uh, breastfeeding. It seems that here is very difficult. That, but for me, it was very natural. 
Anna from Peru. She was shocked by the strength of reaction she got for doing something she considered quite normal. It just goes to show that there's never a shortage of room for cultural misunderstandings. Molly is from the US, and she wanted to get to grips with the Dutch language to feel more at home. So she lined up a lovely old pensioner, Simona, silver hair in her late 80s, a sweet old lady who spoke little English. In short, a perfect person to practice her Dutch with. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? So, in the process of uh, learning Dutch, I was uh, part of this group that uh, paired up people who wanted to learn to speak Dutch with elderly, um, lonely elderly people who wanted someone to chat with. And so you would go every week and you know sort of have a cup of tea with I don't know someone who's about your grandmother's age or grandfather's age. And I had been going pretty regularly with this this nice older lady, and she was very sweet. And we were chatting about what my plans were for the weekend, and I was attempting to tell her that I was going to a surprise party, a verasing party. And it's quite close in Dutch to the word for cremate, cremation, so verasing. And uh, I was accidentally explaining to her that I was going to a cremation party, um, and she was quite shocked and <laughs> was not. I think very concerned about like what American funeral habits are that we have parties for cremations. So that was a bit uh, a bit awkward, I think, for everyone involved. The difference between verassing and verassing, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, very close to each other. It, well, yeah, it's one letter off, and I mean, I think even now I'm not pronouncing it correctly, but yes. So it ended up being uh, a, a bit awkward, I think. Um, but you know, I think lots of language learners have these sort of awkward situations, and you sort of just hope that you don't give the old lady a heart attack. Yeah. And what? Did, how did she react? Uh, she was. She seemed sh- completely shocked, um, and was really trying. I think to get me to explain what sort of party this was, which it, it's kind of hard. I think to explain what a what a surprise, the concept of a surprise party, right? Especially when you're struggling with the language. And I think that my explanation of how we were going to. Uh, organized this cremation party was only making this like situation worse. Um, and I'm to be honest, because her English was quite poor, and my Dutch at the time was even worse than it is now. I'm not sure we ever actually cleared the air here. So I think to this day, she may still think that American funerals, if you are cremated, that a lot of people like jump out and uh, sh- and, and shout things at you when this this happens. There's still a poor little old confused lady in Delft who's now terrified of Americans. For South African Natasha, trying to find a home in the Netherlands threw up some random experiences. To start with, a whole new meaning to the word unfurnished. Um, I didn't know that pe- when people moved, they t- took their floors with them. So we'd lived in a hotel for two months uh, while we did the house hunting. And uh, we thought, OK, we have to get out of this. I hated living there. So we started looking at places in Hofdorp and Harlem. And we now live in Amstelveen. And nine out of the ten places didn't have floors. And uh, in the beginning, I was too embarrassed to ask the realtor, um, you know, assuming that it'll be maybe it's maintenance. And he said, no, 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 you bring in your own floor. And there were no light bulbs. And he's like, no, you bring in your own light bulbs and you bring in your own lights. And I never, ever imagined that that was a reality anywhere. We literally came from South Africa with about 20 boxes, no furniture, because the Dutch houses are so narrow, uh, and I had no idea whether my furniture would fit. So for the first month, we slept on a blow-up mattress, which I never, ever want to repeat in my life. Imagine a mom and a dad, and my son was then seven months, having to share a blow-up mattress. Not good. Natasha, whose floor was literally taken away from beneath her feet. 
We'll hear more from her later. Next up is Ruba. We've heard from Ruba in previous podcasts when she was shocked by the naked sauna experience. Completely naked. I mean, it's it's too open. <laughs> Imagine her confusion when she discovered coffee shops aren't quite what they seem. I knew that um, cannabis and weed is uh, is legal here, but I didn't know that they they really have coffee shops for that. Especially the word coffee shop, we use we our activity back home is going to coffee shops, but we're in coffee shops we drink coffee. <laughs> so it was shocking to hear that I'm not allowed to use the word coffee shop, or else people would misunderstand what I mean. So I didn't know that there are places for that. There is a menu. We always have this information back home that. In the menu, there are menus in Holland where they sell cannabis. But I always thought it's in the menus of restaurants. And this is what we think about. When we think about a menu, it's a restaurant, then there's coffee, tea, and then there's cannabis. This is what we thought, innocently. And then I discovered that, no, 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 there are coffee shops with special menus. So in this menu, you would only find a weed. And the other surprising part that we once went to a shop where you're allowed to smoke, they sell cannabis, you're allowed to smoke weed, but not cigarettes. And I was like, why? I mean, what's this sense? This is smoking. And they were like, no, sorry, you can smoke cannabis, but cigarettes, it's not allowed. So sometimes it's very surprising in a very funny way in Holland. I love the rules here. <laughs> That's Ruba there, loving the randomness of Dutch rules. Coming up, we'll have more biking madness. South African Nandi recounts a public slanging match after wiping out a young Dutchman whilst learning to ride her bike. And then it was a young guy. And then he said, Yeah, you must learn to You must learn to cycle. And we've got some more lost in translation. Yeah, well, uh, I'm very thankful to my Dutch friends around me because whenever I try to speak in Dutch, they just laugh at me. <laughs> A confused Russian lady. It was my birthday. It was my birthday, and I thought he was talking about my age uh, because I was uh, turning uh, uh, thirty. And I said, "Yes, yes, yeah, thirty years. Uh, it's a who is cipher." <laughs> and some random swearing. Now, where's that beep machine? So, if somebody really upsets you, you'll say "krechtifus" or "krechkanker." I mean, that's literally wishing the plague on them. All coming up in a minute. But first, dear podcast listeners, I love you all very dearly, as you know, and your response fills me with unending glee and joy. So, please keep it coming. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Facebook.com forward slash podcast here in Holland. There's an email here in Holland at gmail.com. There's a WhatsApp number in the show notes, and there's also a website. Wonders never end here in holland.com and if you haven't subscribed to the podcast then why not what the hell is wrong with you and tell everyone you know i mean everyone to do it just search here in holland in apple podcasts and all good android apps it's all free and super easy if you have a finger and a smartphone you will be able to figure it out if you're lacking one of the aforementioned then ask a friend to help if the friend needs a how-to guide then check out the website here in holland.com okay as i say i love you all deeply so please don't leave me hanging reach out and let's make this podcast the best podcast in english about life in the netherlands in the entire universe okay on with the show When South African Nandi first came to the Netherlands, she had to learn to ride a bike as part of her citizenship process. 
which, when you think about it, is pretty weird in itself. Nandi had been through bike boot camp basics, and the day came when it was time to leave the safety of the empty car park and let go of the instructor's hand. The mean streets awaited, with their buses, vans, and cyclists. Lots and lots of other proficient cyclists. And there was a bus coming. And there was a bus next to me, and there was one in front of me. So I was so overwhelmed with fear and crippled by fear of these two buses, one next to me, one approaching me. I didn't pay attention to the to the bicycles coming. So I turned, and then I collided with one, and I fell on the floor immediately. And then it was a young guy. And then he said, "Yeah, yeah, Mulyera fits a war. You must learn to cycle." Never mind that I fell, but I must learn to cycle. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I, I was looking. I did put out my hand, and then you know he was gone, and he was just shouting at me." So he was just screaming at you to learn to, to to cycle properly as a you foreigner. Yes, you foreigner, learn to cycle. I was like, then I lashed back. I said, "You idiot! Can't you see I've fallen?" So, so that was it, you know. Then you can imagine it's in front of the city hall, and then um, then there's drum. All these people are looking at this confrontation. This crazy woman has fallen off the bike. It's been shouted off by this guy. I suppose I must have been on the wrong, but I'm 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 shouting at him. <clears throat> Can't you see I've fallen, you idiot? And you know, so that doesn't count. At the end of the day, I was in the wrong, you know, and uh, I was nervous about cycling. So okay, and now years later, cycling. Oh, now I cycle everywhere now. So it's uh, you you get used to it with time. It's practice. So, but um, of course, I, I I still think I will never be able to cycle like a Dutch kid. You know, they can cycle anywhere, how and anywhere. But I now I'm quite confident on the bike. Okay, and do you shout at people if they uh, cut you up on on the cycle track? No, no, no. I've mellowed out now. I've mellowed out. I'm not calling anyone idiots now. <laughs> Mellow with age. <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, I laugh at, at at that. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not that easily irritated now on the bike. Sure about that? No, I'm positive about that now. I kind of, I hold my own on the bike. You know, I just think, let the idiots go on their own way. I just follow my way, and then I'm just quite calm that way. You know. Probably oh. I'm probably I'm the one cutting people now, you know. Maybe I'm the annoying one. Probably, maybe probably I'm I'm the reverse now. I'm not the one falling, but I'm the one that is annoying people on the bike. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, it could be. I'm cutting corners now, and you know I'm annoying people now. You know, so that's Nandi, who's now one of the calmest cyclists in the whole of the Netherlands. Yeah, right. Time for some more tales of wrestling with the wonderful Dutch language. Prashant is an entrepreneur from India. 
Yeah, well, uh, I'm very thankful to my Dutch friends around me because whenever I try to speak in Dutch, they just laugh at me. <laughs> and uh, definitely we have a lot of uh, like funny conversation, especially some very uh, active word like whore or hur. Or, or so that was a very funny conversation in the beginning when I came to understand these words and, uh, and uh, pronounce them. Uh, Can you explain what the difference is between the two words? <laughs> the different like... To, uh, to hear is to hire and to hear is is uh, a prostitute <laughs> so this is a little bit very slightly difference on on the pronunciation if you are an english speaker or something so yeah so this is a little bit uh, uh, funny situation happened to me did, did you actually do that somewhere when you wanted to hire something and, and well i would rather shut up <laughs> rather than say anything on these words for professional water polo player Chris, getting to know his new teammates was fun, although they were a bit weirded out when they thought he'd hired an idiot for the afternoon. Well, I'd sort of say that I'm quite good at uh, picking up languages, and I sort of thought Dutch would be easy, as it's similar to Swedish, German, English languages that I already uh, speak. And um, in Sweden... The word for bicycle is uh, cykel. And um, I heard the guys, they were talking about uh, cykel, which obviously in Dutch means uh, something different, like an, an idiot, right? And uh, I just picked up this word and I thought, yeah, that's got to be bicycle. And uh, this was when I just arrived and uh, I got myself a bicycle. And the same day in the evening... Uh, I showed up at training and one of the guys asked me, so what have you done today? And I just told him, I got myself a sickle. And he, he obviously looked at me in a very funny way and said, you did what? Why did you do that? And I, Yeah, this took about two or three minutes until we realised that I was talking about something completely different. He, he thought you'd kind of hired an idiot for the day or something? something I'm not sure what he thought. He, I don't think he knew what he was imagining, but yeah, it shows that you should probably ask. And hilarity all round when Mariana from Russia got her language exam results on the same day as her birthday. Uh, so, um, uh, before coming to the Netherlands, I needed to do the uh, Dutch exam in Moscow. And uh, when I came to the Netherlands, uh, it was just... Uh, um, uh, to, to visit to visit uh, my uh, father-in-law and mother-in-law, uh, my uh, father-in-law said that uh, oh you have a huge cipher, so it means uh, you have a good mark. Uh, but uh, I thought uh, like it was my birthday it was my birthday, and I thought he was talking about my age uh, because I was uh, turning uh, uh, thirty. And I said yes, yes, yeah, thirty years. Uh, it's a huge cipher. <laughs> but he was actually talking uh, about my mark. <laughs> Well, this was uh, just a kind of uh, funny story that uh, I thought maybe it was that some kind of Dutch humor to tell about the age, but actually, yeah, it was just a funny story that we recall now. And our last story. What about the weirdness of swearing? Afrikaans and Dutch are similar, but at the same time, they're not. Here we have South African Natasha again. So the first thing you learn in any language is, what are the swear words so you don't offend anyone? And um, someone was quick to point out that the Dutch don't actually have swear words. They have phrases. So if somebody really upsets you, you'll say, or I mean, that's literally wishing the plague on them. 
We're in South Africa. We have some pretty crude words. Uh, and they're Dutch words, which means something else here that okay. we've turned well, into. Um, give us an example. Oh, wow. Uh, what, this is so embarrassing. Please let my mother not hear this. Um, so one of the words for cut in the Netherlands is enpusje, enpus. And uh, that is used as a slang word for female genitalia in South Africa. So if someone cuts you off or stands in line or does something wrong, uh, you'd say to them, yes, the puss. And yeah, that's not the same. <laughs> so uh, my husband and I still have trouble saying the word. My son has this little picture book and we're taking a haunt and fits and fists and cut. <laughs> Even though it uses the other word, it would just... Yeah, okay, it's, it's it a little bit of... Poos in Dutch is, just means cat. Exactly. But okay. uh, to us, not. We grew up being told, you never say that word, and especially not in polite conversation. Natasha there, still breaking out in a cold sweat every time she reads a Dutch kid's story about kittens. Well, dear listeners, I'm afraid that's it. I could go on for hours, but you know, other stuff to do. Remember, Here in Holland only exists online. No broadcast organisation backing the podcast. It's just me speaking into a microphone underneath a blanket. You can support the show by subscribing if you haven't already and by spreading the word. And get in touch. There's the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash podcast here in Holland. There's loads of extra stuff going on there too, so join the party, I say. Like, share, comment, you know the drill. And there's the website too, hereinholland.com, and there are loads of other ways of reaching out. It's all in the show notes and on the website. Okay, time for me to go and have my lie down, but remember, no matter how weird the Netherlands gets, it's still one of the greatest countries in the world. So go out, explore, meet Dutch people, and let the randomness commence. From me, Andy Clark, thanks for listening, and until the next time.